Hey guys, how's it going? Otaku Mike here, back again with another episode of Mike's Mini Pod or Mini Pod, whatever you want to call it, where we talk about comics that I am currently reading and runs that I'm currently reading. And today we are on issue four of Invincible. This is the last issue in the first Invincible, Invincible, Invincible trade called Family Matters. Written by Robert Kirkman and drawn by Corey Walker. So let's get into this issue. This issue picks up where our last issue ended, where Invincible just discovered the kids at his school were being targeted and being turned into homemade bombs. So that's interesting, yeah. And... Our, our, our issue starts out with Invincible going to the Teen Team's secret base, which is on a bridge, which is very odd. And he sees Robot, and Invincible's like, hey, I need to talk to Eve. And Robot's like, well, Eve's not really here. She is with Rex, and they are currently, I guess, on a mission or on patrol. They, It's not really... For sure what exactly they're doing but uh, robot finds it very fascinating about these processors that were stolen from uh, the was it the game store or game R Us or toy R Us I think it was or we are toy I don't know what it was called it was a toy store and apparently the the processors that were in the game boxes are very powerful processors and it can power Robots for quite some time. That's very peculiar. 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 I can't talk tonight. So we get a really interesting conversation between Robot and Mark. And Robot's telling him, yeah, this is what I found out. You know, a lot of the um, bombs were made with, like, genetic material with the human hosts as well. and Something to do with, like, the internal clock within the human body, like, helped with the bombs and, you know, stuff like that. And then, look who shows up. Well, our pal Adam Eve and Rexplode. We don't like Rexplode. Rexplode's a, he's kind of a jerk. Even though he hasn't been in this, this series um, for quite a while. Lick him in off of patrol or whatever they were doing. Um... And Rex gives Eve a kiss, and she's, he's like, bye-bye. And he's like, okay. And, you know, that happens. Um, but Mark really wants to talk to Eve about what happened within uh, the the bombings that have come about, which they've been sort of investigating uh, together. And Robot's like, you know, tonight's not a good night. You guys should go get some rest and basically regroup tomorrow morning. Which is odd for a robot to say that. Uh, why? Because they don't really tell you what exactly what time it is. But I'm guessing it's late from what Robot said. So, you know, kids have to have their rest. So, Mark goes home and he sees his mom watching TV in the dark. And we get a really nice conversation between Mark and his mom. And it shows that... Um, Mark's dad being away actually does affect his mom quite a bit. Uh, she talks about how he, no, he, she 
basically, she can watch him fight, you know, a hundred foot tall dragon on TV, and you know, not bad, bad an eye, and but she can't help but think the worst when her husband is trapped in another dimension or in another dimension, you know, and we get this nice, warm family moment between Mark and his mom and the realization that, yes, his mom is affected just as much as he is um, by the things that happen within the superhero lifestyle uh, with his father. So the next day, we see Mark and Eve at lunch, and Eve's like, so Mark, what do you think about all this that's going on with the while well, basically all that's going on, he's like, man, I really can't believe that the lunchroom basically expects us to eat boiled chicken. And she's like, no, that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about the bombings. And we get the conversation about uh, Mark saying, I don't, I don't know. It's very unsettling. And he basically doesn't really want to think about it at this moment. And Eve's like, well, that's great, but... We need to figure this out. And so they they start to have this conversation about what exactly they're going to do. And Mark's like, well, I don't know what it, really what we can do at this moment. Because I'm not dressed for the occasion. You're not dressed for the occasion. And we don't have a dog, so we can't like go around sniffing for like the, the bomb or anything. Or bombs, potentially, if there's any potential bombs within the school. And Eve's like, yeah, I, I guess, uh, but there are plenty uh, possibilities, but not, but really nothing to point in any direction. She's kind of flabbergasted almost. And Mark makes a um, suggestion that he wishes that. There was a monster that he could just punch instead of having to figure out what, like, and and break down, like, what exactly is going on. Um, so we kind of start to see Mark's mentality in this situation. He's not really a thinker, per se. He's more... He likes to hit stuff. <laughs> he's more of a fighter than a thinker, I guess you could say. And they walk off, and, you know, Eve kind of agrees with them, and she's like, yeah, the fighting is a lot easier than the thinking part, because they are kind of just teenagers. And he's like, you know, tell me the truth. Like, like to tell the truth, I think that I really... That's the only really part he's qualified for, so Mark kind of doesn't really see his full potential when it comes to being a superhero. And they go off to class. And we can see Mark in class. And he is basically kind of dozing off as they are talking about some kind of history thing. I wasn't actually for sure what exactly they were talking about. They were talking about mostly like banishment and weird stuff like that. I think it was to do with like Greek or Norse mythology, possibly. But while still in said classroom, Eve and Mark are trying to talk, and they get interrupted by their teacher, 
And he's like, um, excuse me, um, you know, <laughs> I'm just trying to make you guys aware of the midterms and that are coming in a couple weeks, and you guys just want to sit there and chit-chat, and, you know, it's, it's not cool in my class. Like, I know you guys are like a new couple and all, but um, you guys got to pay attention. And Mark's like, she's not my girlfriend, and then the teacher's like, uh, I'm sorry for jumping to conclusions. And he's like, sorry, sir, you know, um, I'll try to make sure it doesn't happen again. And it kind of makes a big scene throughout the the class. And they kind of uh, are the butt of the joke within this scene. So after they leave the classroom, Mark's like, huh? So that was uncomfortable, and Eve was like, "Yeah, that was uncomfortable." And he's like, "It would have been it wouldn't be so bad if like." And then Eve gets a call. I'm guessing it's on her teen teen phone or teen teen phone. No, it's just her cell phone. Um, they find out that robot duplicate and Rexploder are currently fighting, and they are. Um, they find out that. Robot's like, I've been using the secondary operating systems to run a check of all employees of your high school, teachers, custodians, bus drivers, everyone, and I, uh, hold on, and he starts punching, looks like some aliens or some robots, it's really hard to tell, but as this is all going on, uh, Robot basically tells him, he has narrowed it down, and he has basically found out that there's no doubt about it. It is their psych teacher who is making the bombs. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. There are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. All right. Thank you for coming back after our small break. Uh, so Robot and Eve are talking on the phone. Eve gets off the phone and she's like, you're not going to fucking believe this. Um, we need to go to the dumpster and change. And he's like, robot can call you on the phone. And she, he's like, yeah, robot can call me on the phone. What do you expect him to do? Uh, not call me on the phone. Do you want him to like send up a signal or something? And so they find out that they're, teacher obviously is killing these kids with the bombs they go there they go to said cafeteria dumpster and it turns out it's a makeout spot for a bunch of other kids and the kids making out behind the dumpster which is really fucking gross there's dumpster smell really bad i don't think anybody wants to fucking make out behind a dumpster that's just weird and uh they the people making out say uh why don't you guys find your own spot? So apparently everybody still thinks that Mark and Eve are, a, are an item, basically, when they're not. 
So Mark and Eve fly off to their professor's house, our professor, their, yeah, their psych teacher's house, and Mark's like, man, that really killed our time. And Eve's like, we just got asking questions, basically. Um, robot already called the police, so everything should be okay. And they're like, hold, like, stop, like, stop right there, hold it, sir. And he's like, you know, I figured I would basically um, be caught, but not this early, and by more conventional means, like the police. And he's like, very well. Mark, Samantha, please come in. And they're, like, stunned. Like, how did you know it was us? And he's like, um, well, one of you doesn't wear a mask. So it's not that hard to figure out who exactly you are. And their teacher says, basically, you know, come in. Um, I'll show you the fourth person missing. And they're like, what? The f- There's a fourth person? He's like, yeah, there is. And they haven't been been harmed as of yet. So we find out that all of the students that have been in the bombings are basically because they bullied and harassed this man's son. And because of their his son's suicide, his wife left him. He basically lost everything. And he's not killing these kids because they caused his son to commit suicide. He's killing these kids and seeking seeking revenge for the life that he himself has lost. Man, what a turn of events that this has happened. And it's something that's very shocking and you wouldn't think... Something like that would happen. And he he even says that it's himself. If I got revenge for my son, that would be very, very cliche. But he basically talks about that it's basically a domino effect of pain and sorrow. And all of these monsters that, you know, are, are created, they, the children spend too much time, um, at the mall, attending a Attending a party, consuming alcohol, playing sports, you know, you basically, you know, doing teenager stuff. They're not spending enough time doing homework. And this is the perfect way to basically end his crusade uh, of pain and sorrow. He opens up his vest and he basically has like. 50 seconds until he blows up. He turned himself into a human bomb. He's like, oh dear, I must have started the timer a little too early. And Mark's like, oh shit. Basically, he um, basically like zooms out of the house. And this goes back to the beginning of the first issue where we see Mark in Antarctica. And he's holding his teacher and he throws him off and basically um lets him blow up in the sky which is very surprising i wasn't expecting that to happen and and it to connect all the way to the very beginning very interesting robert kirkman so mark invincible basically saves the day he comes back and eve's like robots coming by to basically sweep the house double check See if there's anything that actually needs to be uh, dismantled or diffused, any bombs or anything like that. 
And he's like, sounds like a plan to me. Uh, the sooner we can put this behind us, the better. Mark goes home and he realizes his dad is not there. His mom is sitting at the table. And she's like, not yet. You know, go upstairs, get cleaned up. We see his dad show up, very disheveled, has a beard. He's like, I need to shave. And he's like, you see her, his mom look, and she has a look of, like, happy sadness. Like, she's relieved that her husband is home. And you see them sitting down at the table, and they don't say anything. And the, and Mark's mom says, so anything interesting happened today? And this is where we get what happened to them. So Mark basically recaps what happened. Uh, he finds out the teacher has, has been turning his classmates into organic bombs. Um, and it's all because of his the son committing suicide, stuff like that. We find out that his dad has spent eight months enslaved by an army from an alternate dimension, although it seems much less time has passed here. But a week ago, I led a revolution against my captors and regained control of my powers today. A team of scientists from the rebels found a way home, found a way home for me, basically. And our issue ends with basically the mom smiling and being like, that's nice. What do you guys want for the dessert? And that is the end of issue four. This issue took me by such surprise. I kind of figured there was a teacher element going on with a possible teacher being involved in the bombings. That that wasn't such a surprise as what exactly their motivations were. And that's where I was like blown away. It kind of took the trope of like an avenging teacher or whatever or and turning it on his head and giving him a different um, motivation. We get more Adam and Eve. Adam, Eve, and Invincible. I love the dynamic between them. Because Eve is somewhat more established as a superhero than Mark is. And I like that they work very well together. It's always interesting to see Mark's mom come into play. Because she comes into play here and there. Usually at the end of said issue and we get more robot robot gets a little bit more fleshed out in this issue and he's kind of our big info dump sections are with robot and the interactions between mark and robot were really fun i could take or leave rexplode i mean rec i know what rexplode does later on because i watched no i will i listened to the planes trains and comic books podcast on Invincible Volume 1 and 2. So I kind of already know what's going to happen. Um, but go check them out, by the way. Shameless plug. Not going to lie. Um, but yeah. Uh, this issue was really good. And I'm looking forward to reading Volume 2 myself. Um, I just received the Ultimate Collections for Invincible Volumes 1 to 4. So I can't wait to get into those and read those. Even though I bought the first two volumes or the first two trade paperbacks, I, I, I went out and I got the first four ultimate collections, which 
I think they're like 13 issues in each volume. I can't remember exactly. So I got a good chunk of Invincible to read. And they're really nice hardcovers. And then we're going to get to the awesome Ryan Otley art, which I'm a fan of. I liked Cory Walker. Cory Walker was really good. I liked his artwork. There were some wonky faces here and there within this run. But I thought his artwork was very passable and very... uh, It was actually very charming at times. Um, But yeah, I'm looking forward to continuing and reading more Invincible. Once, since I've wrapped up the first four issues of Invincible, I will go back and finish Family Tree. And then I will probably go back and do the next four issues of Invincible. And then... I will do the next volume of Family Tree, and I got to get the next volume after that of Family Tree, and that should be done all together with Family Tree, because Family Family Tree is three trades long, and then I will move on to Invincible or something else, but I would like to continue the Invincible run, because uh, I'm really on an Invincible kick. How many times can I say Invincible on this podcast? I don't know, but yeah. This was a lot of fun. I hope you guys enjoyed this. Go check out our other podcasts, the Otakuology podcast. Check out Jen's little project he's doing with the Gravity Falls. And um, if you'd like to email us or contact us, you can contact us at Otakuology Podcast on the Twitter. and Or you can contact me at OtakuMike on Instagram or Twitter. No, on Instagram. I don't have a Twitter. Uh, Otakuology Podcast on Instagram. Uh, we do have a Twitter, but it doesn't really get used. Uh, and then you can contact us at, or email us at otakuologypodcast at gmail.com. All one word. Give us some advice. Tell us how we're doing. Or give us a su- suggestion for a future podcast episode. We'll take your advice and we'll, we'll, we'll leave us a review on Apple Podcast. Five stars. If it's negative or non-negative, we'll read we'll read your review on our podcast. We'll give you a shout out. Anyways, guys, thanks for listening. I'm Otaku Mike. I think this has been the longest Mike's mini pod I've done so far. So yeah. Thank you to all the people who listen. It is very, very much appreciated. Thank you. <laughs>